Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. So, Mrs. Roeder, Sue right, Roeder, right. welcome to the Share Chair. Well, thank you for the invitation. <laughs> uh, have you had, has your entire career been in education? It has. Yeah. It has. I took 10 years off and I had a daycare center. Oh. But I kind of considered that education, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I taught for six for sure. and then we had one child and I went back to school. Back then, you could um, get a two-year maternity leave mm. and go back to the job you had. <laughs> it was amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, incredible. Yeah. That was a long time ago, 1973. We've regressed. <laughs> yeah. We have. Yeah. Wow. I mean, women literally, you could take 10 years off go back, in teaching. Yeah. I'm sorry, not 10, two, and go back and have your job back. Huh. Yeah. It's interesting. What do you think? I would be completely interested in what you have to say about what's going on now then. <laughs> um... Well, I guess now that you say it, we've regressed. Is that is that's a sad, sad way to state that, isn't it? I mean, would yeah. I mean, at least to me, that feels like a regression. Yeah, right. Wouldn't it have been uh, yeah? I mean, right. how did you use that 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 time then? I mean, you raised children. I took children. a year off. I took a year off when we had our oldest son, Josh, mm -hmm. and then I went back after a year, and in three more years, then I we were expecting our second son, and then I resigned. And mm. I had had, I taught six years in uh, Schoolcraft, mm -hmm. a town south of Kalamazoo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, then I took those, then I took 10 years off um, okay. to stay home. And we, then we had one more son. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> so I raised, we, I stayed home with them until the youngest went into kindergarten. Okay. And then I was very, very lucky and mm -hmm. got this job in Spring Lake because Gail Parmalee, was going on maternity leave, and she was a special ed teacher here. She went on maternity leave. Mm -hmm. So I guess, yeah, so I guess I would love to hear some more specifics about that, that whole journey that you just laid out a little bit. So why education in the first place? Where, where were you, where were you educated? Where did you get your degree? Um, in, at Western. At Western. Western and then Grand Valley, mm -hmm. okay. and then Mary Grove. <laughs> yeah. Where we've all gone. Yeah. And so, so why education when you were... It, it when, was funny. It, yeah. And it was always special ed. It was... So I graduated from high school in 1967. And in 19... By 1965, I knew I wanted to be a special ed teacher. And we had a co-op back there and, um, in high school. And I worked with a special ed teacher um, in, our, in the elementary school when I was a senior and I just knew I either wanted to be a veterinarian or a teacher mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, so and, t and teaching one uh, and I'm glad yeah. I'm glad so so I knew so right away then I went to Western back then Western and Eastern were the only two states only two schools in the state that offered special ed degrees mm -hmm. so okay. it was either I mean, otherwise I would have gone to Michigan State mm -hmm. yeah but so it just was Western and and so what, what in so that experience in high school was formative. It was. So yeah. do you recall, a, was there a specific moment? Was it that particular teacher who inspired you? Or where did that inspiration It was not then? that teacher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you seem very sure about that. If I now, if I look back, I don't remember much about her, except mm -hmm. that when I got there, um, she was real happy to have me take the young man out of the classroom and... 
just do things with him. He was, I'm not quite sure what his label today would be. We had totally different labels, mm -hmm. if that's the right word. It's mm -hmm. probably uh, back then. My degree was in emotionally disturbed mm -hmm. kids. Now we don't call them that. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. So it was your time with him. It was. And just knowing that. I wanted to be in education, but it was never, never did I think regular ed. I don't mm -hmm. know. And it just happened never. that way. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you were hired at Spring Lake to do then? Mm-hmm. Okay. To take Mrs. Parmalee's job um, at the middle school there. But originally when I graduated, um, back then special ed teachers actually in some schools were paid more than regular ed teachers, which was pretty amazing. That was mm -hmm. back in 1970. And I was offered a job in Battle Creek and a job in Schoolcraft. And the job in Schoolcraft was with a woman principal, which there were not very many women principals then, a very forward-thinking woman. And she wanted to develop a program where um, a, the classroom was run on behavior modification, which was huge back then and huge at Western. So I actually had a minor in psychology, and so I'd studied behavior modification a lot. Mm -hmm. And so we ran this program. I, I started the program, and she, she was wonderful. She's the kind of principal you want who just says she has total faith in you, and mm -hmm. she was guiding me, but it was wide open. And so I developed this program. It was called the Academic Adjustment Room, patterned after back then. They were called Social Adjustment Programs for Emotionally Impaired Kids. These were for academically impaired kids. Now they would be called learning disabled, but we didn't have that term back then. And so we ran everything on behavior modification where they earned, I had an aide, and we um, used poker chips. And they got poker, poker chips. And then at the end of the day or the week, depending on how quickly they needed reinforcement, they could spend their poker chips on all kinds of stuff that I had an unlimited Aww. budget to buy. So yeah. that was yeah. pretty pretty good. That's amazing. Yeah. So how much has um, the, the profession changed? Certainly the vocabulary has changed. Uh -huh. The terms, um, lots of times I say it's a pendulum and it comes back, you know. Um, team teaching started, I remember when we were in the other building, totally in the other building, and Mr. Moorhart and I started mm -hmm. team teaching there yeah. and then it kind of wasn't real big and now it's that's the way of special ed right now um, I don't know that it'll stay that way no, I don't know anything thank heavens nothing stays the same yeah it, it that's varies, right right um, so that's it that's I think that's interesting so you you agree with that mantra like yeah that that shifting is oh, appropriate oh my gosh, and yes. we would stagnate yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 where did you learn that change was good in education or in life? In general. Oh, I just hate stagnation, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I think that learning is the basis of change, and so you have to continuously be learning, mm -hmm. you know, and if not, you do stagnate. And I think we all know people that maybe have stagnated and they've just stopped learning and stopped going new places or, you know, having new adventures or new interests, even a new hobby or reading a new kind, a new author or something, you know. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know that I ever didn't think it was good. I would hope I learned it when I was a little kid and I went and did things I wasn't supposed to do. <laughs> you know, and then learned, you yeah. know. Where'd you grow up? Vassar. Oh. Right about here. Yeah, near Detroit area, I guess? Mm, north, north, actually, uh, Lake Huron, in the, uh -huh. right at the base of the thumb. A little small town. Um, farm town, farm town. Yeah. Near Frankenmuth, yeah. Saginaw. Yeah, it was it was a good place to grow up. It was, uh, but it was also a good place to leave. Mm -hmm. That was all car related industry, the factories there. So, a lot of the jobs in the town were related to the car industry, and mm -hmm. that's gone. And it's not a particularly good town no to grow up in, raise your kids in. But um, it was it was a fun place. Now, yeah. it's where I met my husband and still have some friends that I were in high school with, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, you said that you're ready for the next adventure. Mm -hmm. What is that next adventure going to be? Well, I'm looking at places to travel. Um, and I'm looking, it's, there's so many places. Mm -hmm. So I've always kind of wanted to go to Antarctica and uh, I've been to Ireland, and I've been to Iceland, or to Ireland and Australia and Italy, and I'd go back to any one of those. Mm -hmm. But there's so many other so places. Many. That's cool, Mrs. Rutter. Yeah. What, what, so travel? What, what's it do for you? Like, why? So, out of all the options, I'm no longer in a job. Out of all the options, you're suggesting I want to travel. Right. Why? What is it? Give you well. I mean, you certainly can answer. Know what I'm talking. You mm -hmm. go someplace where, and you've traveled. Oh yeah. And you go someplace where everybody's different, but they're all the same. You know what I mean? But and you get to know people from all over, and what their interests are, and what they've done, and what they like to do, and maybe open your mind a little bit about, you know, mm -hmm. some things. The the biggest travel I've done is horseback riding tours because I, I like to ride and so I have friends that, and we've done Italy and Australia actually, for horseback riding tours. And there you're with a small group in small towns because we don't ride into, and I think it just, in Ireland, I'm sorry, in Ireland. Uh -huh. I mean, there's nothing better. You go into those small towns and you sit down in a pub next to somebody and you just start talking, and, and that's just the best, mm -hmm. let alone the, just seeing the beauty of other countries. And Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, it's the thing I most want to give my students is mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. go places, right. and you will learn about right. yourself and learn about others. And like you said, they're, they're so different, the culture is so different, and yet Similarities. Yeah, you yeah. find those little things that are so similar yeah. to yourself. Yeah. And when you talk to people who, I mean, this is a wonderful place to come back to and to grow up and, you know, come back like you did. Yeah. And this is a pretty cool place to grow up and then to raise your family. But I, I had a student today I was working with, and he didn't know that Michigan was shaped like this. Yeah. He didn't know about the Mackinac Bridge because his world has been like, you know, not very expanded. And I think we're failing, and or I failed, or something along the way that that he doesn't know that, and he doesn't have. When we started talking about 
the bridge and yeah. and the water all around. He was fascinated, and, and you know there are still kids, students and probably adults who mm -hmm. don't have that. Yeah, don't don't see that need to get out, and and I guess they're happy, and that's there, but. Mm -hmm. Everybody can't be the same, right? Mm -hmm. right, right? Exactly. I mean, I look at you going to Africa last summer, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, oh my God, if I, number one, if I had said that to my parents, <laughs> there's no way. You're so fortunate that you have parents that encourage that. And I know you're going to do that with your girls, yep. encourage mm -hmm. them to For do sure. stuff. And mm -hmm. to do that at your age and then have that taste. Mm -hmm. have, you, have you traveled much? Um, Not much. I've been to. Just like Canada, like that area. So I'm curious, you're talking about um, just like how you love learning about different cultures and different places and then also um, like just you went back to teaching um, special education. So I'm wondering like does that stem from that? There's something about whether it's the students you work with or the students I work with, teaching somebody something and having them have that Oh my God, you know, mm -hmm. just like today, that was yeah. just a, yeah. an example. But there's something about teaching somebody and having them like to learn. Mm -hmm. And then we also have those that don't want to learn. Yeah. <laughs> and you have both in your classes, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if that answers your questions. Yeah, but right. yeah, so then I want to keep learning too. Mm -hmm. And I, it's, a, it's real scary to be where I am mm -hmm. right now thinking, I'm not going to be doing this anymore. Look, I get all teary about it. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's horrible. It is okay. But, I can't even quite imagine, yeah. actually. Um, your travel buddy, your school buddy for so long was right. Mrs. Devlin. Right. And this time last year, we were interviewing her because she right. was retiring. Right. Can you tell me about your relationship with each with other? Her? With you know, we travel you... really well together, yeah. and you know that when you travel with somebody, you have to, you have to travel well together, mm -hmm. um, and we do. We like the same kind of restaurants. We like to drink coffee. You can't <laughs> travel with somebody who's really I can't really fastidious about things, and you have to be. Oh no, we can't. We have to be back at this time, or yeah. we can't do this. Or she pretty much goes with the flow. Um, and she'll be the first one to tell me, no, we're not doing that, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, and, and we've been good friends since we started teaching together mm -hmm. um, in the other building. And it's Is that just, where the friendship started? Mm -hmm, Was it mm -hmm, through teaching? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. You yeah. didn't know each other before. We didn't. And the same with Mrs. Thompson and Mrs. Kendro and, and all of us, and we all pretty much are the same. We're easy to, we do ski trips together yeah. and we do a bike trip this coming weekend. There's not many of us doing, but you know, and those are, those are good memories. Those are, you know, it's, I think it's very, I have very rare or rare that you work with people that you get along with as well as we do on the mm -hmm. staff. And those are our, I mean, we get together outside of school a lot too. Um, and those are those are good friendships and that's certainly gonna be something I'm gonna miss, but they're all gonna start retiring too. So yeah. yeah. So you'll meet up somewhere around the world. So 
what are you gonna what are you gonna miss? I mean, what's, what's I'm gonna miss yeah. I'm gonna miss being with kids. Um, because I think they help to keep us in that mindset of being younger. And there is the aspect of being with students who are pretty crazy and pretty, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you have to start thinking like them, sort of, do you think, in order yeah. to yeah. get along with them and relate yeah. with them. Otherwise, you're that teacher. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, yeah, yeah. And I don't think we have that here. Yeah. Uh, no. We, I can honestly say when we are at lunch, very seldom do we sit around and complain about kids. And I talk to other people, mm -hmm. and that's what they do. That's what happens in their teacher's mm -hmm. lounge. People that avoid the lounge because it's just a downer place. Negative, yeah. yeah. What would you huh. say, Sue, to, you know, if you had the opportunity to stand or sit with um, some incoming teachers, special ed teachers, mm -hmm. general ed teachers, what would you tell them um, to make a, a meaningful career? That's hard. I think that's hard now. I've said I would not necessarily encourage, that doesn't sound right, encourage somebody to go into teaching, but there's so much politics involved now and so many things that don't have to do with the day-to-day -day interaction with kids. And it's, I see it in special ed because of the paperwork and the legalities and those things that we're bogged down with, with paperwork with special ed. And I think that takes away, and it makes you maybe a little resentful. Mm -hmm. But what would I say to someone? Is you just, you have to bond. You have to find some kids that you click with and you have to bond with them. And you have to make sure that they have a good time, that your classroom is a, a safe place to be and a, and a good place to be. And, you know, if you've got a kid that's dreading coming to your class, then you got to work it out with them to make it so it isn't a dreadful place to be. Because yeah. when you think about it, you're here for a long time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Even though yeah. now I'm sure yeah. you think that it went fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then you meet those kids that are just extra special kids, and you just, you know, like when Ashley came back. Ashley well, used to be the... Ashley Kena. Yeah, the president of the student council, and, yeah. you know... It's just fun to see them and follow them, and, and you certainly do it with kids that have traveled on. And Isn't it the best? It is. It's yeah. the best. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Mrs. Brenner. Thank you, Sue, for sharing. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for the next episode. And don't forget to submit works of art and writing to our website to spread a little more empathy.